I'm Dorian Jones in Turkey, where the Turkish President Recep Tayyip Erdogan is continuing to ramp up his support of Hamas and condemning Israel. But the Turkish leaders' actions are more nuanced, with Turkey remaining a vital energy transit route for Israel. A supertanker leaving the Turkish port of Jehan, carrying hundreds of thousands of barrels of oil to Israel. Oil pipelines from Azerbaijan and Iraqi Kurdistan, terminating at Jehan, make Turkey a key supplier of oil for Israel, explains Mehmet Urkuchu of the London Energy Club. The bulk of Israeli oil needs come from either Azerbaijan or Iraqi Kurdistan. I think the latest figures show that Azerbaijan provides around 40% of Israel's oil needs. It comes all the way to Jehan, and then from Jehan, uh, it's sent to the Israeli port, where uh, it's then moved to one of the refineries, I guess. Calls for Turkey to cut off deliveries are growing on social media in response to the Israeli Gaza assault. For the while Iranian Foreign Minister Hussein Amir Abdullahin, during his visit to Ankara this month, called on countries delivering oil to Israel to cut their supplies, a call ignored by Turkey's Foreign Minister Hakan Fidan. Despite Erdogan ramping up his rhetoric against Israel and calling Hamas a liberation movement, oil deliveries from Turkey to Israel continue to flow. But analyst Uguchu says cutting off Israeli oil supplies would only have a symbolic impact. I don't think that uh, Israel will suffer in any way because oil is plentiful in the world markets. They can bring it from uh, Brazil or from Canada or from some of the African countries where they have good relations. Because Israeli consumption, if I'm not mistaken, is around 225,000 barrels per day. That's not a significant amount. It can be easily be secured either through long-term contracts or spot market. But Turkey has other ways of harming Israel if it wants to strike a blow, explained Ilhan Uzgel, a columnist for Turkey's Kusadalga news portal. Uh, stop the working of the Kurajik radar station in Malatya in Turkey, which is critical for the NATO's def- missile defense system. Israel also plays a part, and as far as we know, that it also protects the airspace of, uh, of, of Israel. Erdogan is continuing with his rhetoric against Israel and describing Hamas as a liberation movement and attacking Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. But the Turkish leader's actions remain more measured. Erdogan announcing the recall of Turkey's ambassador from Israel for consultations stressed that diplomatic relations with Israel would remain open and that Turkish efforts were continuing to seek the release of hostages held by Hamas. Golub Dalai, Associate Fellow at Chatham House in London. The rhetoric is harsh, but the concrete measures are not uh, that harsh, at least in terms of the bilateral uh, relationship. I think one way is the clear, uh, the idea that if you burn uh, bridges completely, you might not be able to play the diplomatic role as much as you hope to play. On Monday, Secretary of State Antony Blinken visited Ankara for the first time since the outbreak of the Middle East war. 
Blinken, in a tacit acknowledgement of Turkey's efforts, said third-party countries are playing a role in securing the release of the hostages. Erdogan is expected to join Arab leaders for a summit in Riyadh to discuss the crisis. But the lie of Chatham House warns there are limits to Ankara's nuanced approach toward Israel. If Turkey is convinced that actually the diplomatic track is not working, and if other regional countries, not only Turkey, arrives at the same conclusion that Israel, Israel is not paying any attention to this diplomatic track or the call for ceasefire, then we might see, both at the regional level and Turkey level, the countries taking punitive actions. With Erdogan's large religious base at the forefront of growing protests against Israel, that will likely add pressure on the Turkish leader to take a harder stance against Israel, if the violence continues. I'm Doreen Jones in Turkey.